Welcome to the Scale Without Burnout podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Silito. This podcast is a result of my purpose to help ambitious business owners like you avoid stress, overwhelm, and burnout in the workplace. In this podcast, I share everything I've learned about how to grow a profitable business, stay fit and healthy, maintain strong relationships, and develop the right mindset for success. So you can thrive, feel inspired, and work at your full potential. Today, I am going to talk about being emotionally unavailable. Now, are you a business leader who works at pace, wants to work fast, keep yourself occupied, keep your mind occupied, so perhaps you don't have to think about emotions, think about how you're feeling, or even think about the way other people are feeling. Maybe you think if you stopped, if you just stopped and, and thought about the situation for a moment, especially after last year, that feelings will start to manifest themselves and you're not sure if you could cope with those feelings or maybe you're somebody who gets irritated by other people's emotional responses to things you know you think to yourself come on be stronger why are you getting upset about this and those interactions those emotional interactions you might find difficult to to deal with and it's worth exploring what's going on there and, and trying to make a distinction between okay you probably need to be a little bit tougher right now versus I need to listen to you and, and understand where this feeling is, is coming from. Because I think there's a time and a place for both, by the way. But this idea of stand up straight, stiff up a lip, keep marching forward is the mantra that I don't think has done, done us all that, that good. And I'm sure people of certainly my generation, you know, I'm coming up for 45. My parents are, were baby boomers, our baby boomer. My mum is a baby boomer. So her parents experienced the war. And there was a kind of post-war generation of, you know, if we think about this stuff, we will break down. So we've got to keep marching forward and you better keep marching forward too, because I'm not going to allow you to be, you know, a sissy, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, so I want to explore that today because I believed for years that my ability to push a button, an emotional button, to eliminate all emotions, feelings, you know, anything that was particularly painful. You know, if I, if I heard someone tell me some bad news, I could listen. I thought I was empathizing, but really I was just pushing the button because I couldn't deal with it. And that started to play out in all my relationships and probably even my connection with my clients. I think I'm a much better coach today because I can connect on an emotional level. If they're upset, I can feel that upset with them. Whereas before I'd kind of go push the button, not dealing with that. And my relationships took a massive hit. My marriage, you know, back in 2017, I've talked about because I believed, you know, it was my wife that said, you are emotionally unavailable. And I thought about it for a while and I thought, yeah, but that's my, that's my strength. That's my superpower. But actually what was really happening were, were the emotions were my kryptonite. And, it, and because I wasn't able to deal with those emotions, I was weaker in many ways, yet, I thought I was being stronger. It was kind of this irony that I was being stronger. So I think it's important to, to give into those feelings, to sit with those feelings, to, to not deny them, to allow ourselves to, to experience those feelings because that's how we let go of them. If we don't acknowledge them, then they just sit and they fester and they will manifest at some point. I mean, you know, marching forward and being strong probably is not a bad short-term strategy, but who are you going to become on the other side of that? Who will you be? 
And I'm not convinced that you're going to be the best version of yourself. So going through something to become something, I think, is is way more powerful. So as I said, you know, keeping those emotions trapped inside will lead to some level of dis-ease. And that's been my experience. I've suffered terribly with information. I can understand it. Why me? Why would I get such bad information in the body? Or it must be what I'm eating. It must be this. It must be that. And a lot of it was to do with diet and choices I was making and alcohol and and things like that. Not that I was drinking a lot, but still played a role in the information in my body. And, but I also think trauma. I think trauma in our lives plays a massive role, whether it's information, whether it's disease, it's making choices that perhaps we shouldn't be making. I think this, this starts to manifest in the body in the way of disease. And I still debate today on the, the, the day of my father's funeral that I, I made a choice not to cry because I believed that that's what I need. That's, that's how I need to show up for my dad and, and my sisters. I had my sister one side, my sister the other side, and they were sobbing. And I said, I won't cry. Now, maybe that was the right thing to do on that day. Maybe that was the manly thing to do. Or would it have been better if I just pulled them in close to me, put my arms around them and just cried with them? I actually still debate that. What I don't debate is acknowledging it. So I should have acknowledged it because my ability to pull people close to me, people that were crying, upset, like my wife, my ability to hug my wife when she was crying about something clearly was connected to that. And it made me emotionally unavailable. And that, that is something I've had to work very hard at to deal with. And, to, and not only that, to build the trust back in my relationship with my wife so that I won't let her down in that situation ever again. And that will take time. So boys don't cry. I would like to just explore that a little bit further. And that is, I still kind of wonder, my son plays football, right? He's playing football or ice hockey or whatever it is. He falls over. He's a bit embarrassed and, or he's grazed his knee and he's maybe crying, right? This is just hypothetical. What do we do? Do we say, get up, come on, get up, play, rub your knee, get up, play. Or do we say, no, just sit there and we'll, you know, take your time. Let's talk through your feelings, emotions. Personally, I think there's a, a level of mental toughness required, whether it's my daughter. And I'm saying my daughters, by the way, this is not a, you know, a gender thing. Get up, rub your knee, you're fine. You know, we can talk about it later. Physical pain to a certain extent. And maybe this is a problem for me because I remember my, my telling my family, I think I hurt my arm and it took them three days to take me to the hospital. I'd actually broken it quite badly. And so there is a bit of, there, there is a balance, right, between, you know, severe physical pain and some pain where we may be a bit embarrassed, it's knocked our ego, it hurts, it stings a little bit. How do you raise children that way? Give it a rub, get up, carry on. I think there's a time and a place for that. Emotional upset, you know, that kind of thing where there's anger, there's frustration, where my son or daughter can't get their words out properly, can't express themselves. That's very different. You're not going to get cross with that or say, come on, stop crying. You know, that we need to understand. So what's going on for you right now? And then we can raise our children in a very different way. So there, there's a balance. I'd love to hear your, your debate on that one. So are you emotionally, emotionally unavailable? Have a think about it. Are there some tra- is there some trauma in your life? Are there some things you need to work through? Are there some things that are showing up in your leadership and how you're leading your team that you could actually have a much better connection with your people and your clients if you were to do some self-work, if you were to do the work on yourself and work through some of these things and not go through life thinking, you know what, I just push that button, cancel it out, I can deal with it, you know, but it, but it does show up either in, in your health 
or it's going to show up in your leadership in some way. Let me know what you think of that. Love to hear your thoughts. Okay, we're going to move on to the questions, the questions that come in. Actually, I've just got insights today. Got some interesting insights coming in from, from you. Thank you so much for, for sharing your insights. I do reach out to you. I ask you, you know, what insights have you got for business leaders, business owners to avoid burnout, overwhelm, stress, you know, family breakdown, you know, whilst growing a business and, and making a business thrive, but making sure that you cope with things outside the office. So insights from Adam. Adam says, my advice for leaders who are experiencing burnout is remember to breathe. He says, eat plants, not animals. Trust your instincts, find allies. I think, uh, yeah, breathing, absolutely. Eat plants, not animals. Anyone that knows me well will know I have a, a different opinion of, of that, having been vegan. I think, well, let, let's just keep a, a bit more objective. Eating plants and animals, what I think I'm hearing Adam say is eat well, because you can have a very bad vegan diet and have mental health challenges and, and gut problems and digestion problems on a, on a vegan diet. You know, I'm not, I have no opinion on it. It just didn't work for me. I tried it. I was very outspoken about it. I watched Cowspiracy, did all that thing, never eaten an egg ever again, did all of that. I'm a carnivore. I follow a carnivore diet. I mentioned my inflammation earlier, my arthritis. The only thing that works for me and my family think I'm crazy. But if you study it and look into it is I follow a carnivore diet. I only eat meat, meat and eggs and animal, animal products. I have an animal based diet, essentially, not a plant based diet, which I used to talk about a lot. And that's the only way I've been able to get mental clarity. And I just believe personally that meat is the most bioavailable food on the planet. And we've been eating it for 200,000 years. Uh, and there are other reasons why I think the vegan diet has become such a big movement. And I don't want to get into conspiracy and all that kind of stuff. But I, but I do agree, you know, managing your gut and all that kind of stuff is, is important. Trust your instincts and find allies. Love it. Thank you, Adam. Marcus says, I think my best advice to any exec for work, but yourself, you know, be yourself with your family. If you keep your persona outside of work or when you're working 24 seven and burnout will follow. So he's basically saying you've got to switch off. You've got to switch off. You know what? I've realized that I'm definitely reading the wrong ones here, but let's just get this up. It's all a bit of a mix. I'm going to leave it at that because I think I've got a bit mixed up with my comments. Anyway, I hope you found that, that useful today and I'm going to come back to this tomorrow. So if I've missed your insight, I will share it tomorrow. So apologies for that. So let me know. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think this idea of being emotionally unavailable and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Keep sending me your insights. I'll be back tomorrow and I'll share them tomorrow. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments. Take care, stay well, and I will see you same time tomorrow morning. Thank you for listening to the Scale Without Burnout podcast. For more free resources and content on how to grow and lead your business and become the best version of yourself, head over to andrewsillito.com.